We know it was his blood. We know it was his blood. We know it was his blood saved us. Oh, one day when we were lost, Jesus died on the cross. And we know it was his blood saved us. We know it was his blood. We know it was his blood. We know it was his blood saved us. Oh, one day when we were lost, Jesus died on the cross. And we know it was his blood saved us. It was our Savior's blood. It was our Savior's blood. It was our Savior's blood saved us. Oh, one day when we were lost, Jesus died on the cross. And we know it was his blood saved us. We know it was his blood. We know it was his blood. We know it was his blood saved us. Oh, one day when we were lost, Jesus died on the cross, and we know it was his blood saved us. Hallelujah. Amen. We're going to ask Minister Addison to pray. You can just, we can hear your audio. Okay. Father, in the name of Jesus, truly, we thank you, God. Hallelujah. For this opportunity to call on your name. God, you are worthy of the praise tonight. Hallelujah. We praise you, God, for the great things that you have already done for us in this day. Oh, God, we praise you that you allowed us to come together tonight. Oh, God, to give you glory, praise, and honor. We thank you, God, for the opportunity to hear your word on tonight. And my God, we pray that we not only hear your word tonight, that we will receive your word in our hearts, God. And God, after receiving your word, hallelujah, we will apply your word to our daily living. We are hiding in our hearts, God, that we not sin against you. And God, we want to thank you tonight, hallelujah, for opening up our understanding to your word, God. Oh, Father, that we can go out and demonstrate your word in everything that we do and say. And God, we want to thank you tonight for our teacher tonight. We ask that you bless him and strengthen him as he stand, God, on the word of God and teach and preach. Remember all of your leaders, God, wherever they are, hallelujah. Oh, God, Pastor Brown, hallelujah. Bless him tonight, God. Oh, God, we tell you, thank you for your goodness, because you are worthy of the praises tonight. Everyone that's on this program tonight, God, oh, God, we ask that you bless in a mighty way, because nobody knows the way you know, God, what our needs are tonight, hallelujah. My God, open up the windows of heaven and pour my blessings that they have not for to receive, God. And my God, we want to thank you right now for your saving power, because God, you are the one, hallelujah, glory be to God, that draws us to you, Lord. You are the one that brought us out of darkness into marvelous light, Lord. And we want to tell you, thank you for it, God. And just like you brought us out, God, my God, we know you're able to bring others out, God. You're able to turn them from their wicked ways, God, and bring them into you, God. And we tell you, thank you for it. We praise you right now for your 
your healing power in it. Fast tonight, God. Oh, God, whatever's going on in the lives of the people, God. With his sickness, hallelujah. Oh, God, we tell you, thank you for raising them up off the sick beds, God. And giving them a testimony that you're the great healer, Lord. That they can run and tell others how great you are, God. And talk about the great things that you have done for them. In the name of Jesus, we give you praise. We give you honor, God. And we thank you for your deliverance power, Lord. Father, these are all blessings we ask in Jesus' name. Amen, and thank you, God. Amen, amen. amen. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. God, just react speedily to this request, God, if you be thank so. Thank you, God. Please, Jesus. We believe, God. We believe, God. We'll ask what we will, and it shall be done. We'll trust and obey. We'll let him have his way. We believe, we believe in God. Oh, we believe in God. We believe in God. We'll ask what we will and it shall be done. We'll trust and obey. We'll let him have his way. We believe, we believe God, the Holy Ghost, hallelujah. Say hallelujah, God. Thank you, God. Thank you. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. Amen and praise the Lord. Amen. God, we do believe you, Lord. We thank God for his goodness and for his mercy, for the opportunity to share, amen, his word tonight with his people. Yes. Praise the Lord. And we believe and trust that God's going to bless every home that's represented uh, with this service tonight. And we pray, God, that every member in every family, that the Lord's going to touch their hearts and turn them toward to turn their hearts to the Lord. Because we're looking at a time right now, saints, that Ooh. repentance is the way out of this. Yes. Repentance is the way out of this. And we do what the Lord has charged us to do. God's going to take care of business for us. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. We keep saying over and over and over again, and because it's very evident, it's very true, that the answers that we need to deal with and manage the things that are going on in our lives in 2022, the answers are in the scripture. Amen. It might not be direct and verbatim to whatever our situation might be, but the principle of the word of God, amen, to know how to rightly apply it, amen, by the indwelling of the Christ of God, by the Holy Ghost, we can know how to get on out and get past what is trying to befall us and trying to hold us back and trying to hinder us. Because the enemy is on the prowl. He's seeking to kill, steal, and destroy. Amen. Praise God. But the Lord left it on record for us. Praise the Lord that him that endure to the end shall be saved. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Thank you, Thank you God. Hallelujah. So as God has put it out there for us, saints, if we want to make it, live by his word. Amen. Then we're going to have difficulties and hardships and trials. But if we allow the Lord to be who he is in our life, God's going to see us through all of this and thank God for his word that we have his word that instructs us on how to do what we ought to do, how to be who God wants us to be. Yes. Praise the Lord. 
Amen. Because as the prophet said, the joy of the Lord is our strength. And when we do what God charges us to do, he, this is going to make him smile and be happy. And he's going to continue to strengthen us so we can be who he'd have us to be. Uh, tonight, I'm going to turn your attention to um, a favorite book of mine. Um, it's in Joel in chapter two tonight. Well, we got chapter one and two a little bit, so I not, might not speak as much in depth as, as, as I might feel like I should, you know, because so I want to cover some verses here. But I just want to let us know that what God has done with the prophet is to let him see destruction coming and what the day of the Lord was is coming. So give you a little bit of background about this book, and I, I think this is a little bit interesting uh, to do this. And it says two events are compared in the course of Joel's prophecy. The first is the, the locust plague upon Judah in the days of the prophet. And the second thing is the far greater coming day of the Lord. And we'll see that as we go into the scripture. Amen. We talked about it so many times before. Um, the, it says here that the latter is set forth in the figure of the former. The former is what the locust plague that they, they fell upon Judah. The latter here in this verse is re referencing the far greater day, a far, far greater coming day of the Lord. And it says the latter is set forth in the figure of the former. And what we see in the former here is God uh, had Joel to prophesy that a locust plague was coming and it was going to come on the people of God. And it did come, praise the Lord. But the, what he said, but the greater prophetic utterance here is that he's, Joel is talking about the, the great day of the coming of the Lord. And we know that um, Joel spoke about uh, hallelujah, amen, about the conduct of humanity, being obedient to the charge of God. But it says that Joel is the special prophet of the day of the Lord. He mentions it five times. Uh, Joel has also been called the prophet of Pentecost because of his most famous and well-known passage quoted by Peter in Acts chapter 2. Amen, this is that was spoken of by the prophet Joel. Uh, more than half of the book is built around a description of the locust plague. Joel's prophecy is the grandest description in all literature of such a plague. Joel is also a great prophecy of repentance on both a personal and national scale. The purpose of Joel's prophecy is to turn the nation back to God in preparation for the great day of the Lord the theme of his prophecy. The last thing here is Joel's name combines the names Yahweh and El, E-L, and means Yahweh is God. And that helps us to see, praise the Lord, that even they don't talk about Yahweh, but they, they wouldn't call the name of the Lord. But we're, we're in this time today that our concern is, is to know the gospel of Jesus Christ Amen. Accept it in our hearts. Receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Amen. And have the indwelling of the Christ of God, the promise of God. 
And on the day that the Lord Jesus is standing in the clouds and call out for the righteous, we're going to be able to hear his voice and rise even from the grave to meet the Lord in the air. Um, a call to repentance. Hallelujah. Amen. In um, the first verse and through the 12th verse, we're going to look at the locust plague in Judah. And want to keep in mind that the theologians here said that the words that I used that they gave me to put in, in, in print is that the former, the locust plague, is descriptive of what was going to happen in the latter days. And we're going to look at that. The Joel chapter one, verse one, it says, the word of the Lord came to Joel, the son of Pethuel. And I called, uh, you know, let me pause for a second. You've heard me say Joel, but <laughs> today is as I was trying to, I was moving some, some verses around, moving some words around, putting some information together so I could just read through it like I just did. And every time I would say Joel, it would print out J-O-E-L-L-E. -L -L -E. But when I would say Joel, it would type out J-O-E-L. So we're going to stick with Joel then. So the word of the Lord came to Joel, the son of Athor. Hear this, ye old men, and give ears all ye inhabitants of the land. Has this been in your days or even in the days of your fathers? Now, we know that we talked about this scripture several times, and we'll talk about, about it several times yet to come. But we want to stay reminded of how good God is and what God has done for us to help us make preparation for the, what, the great day of the Lord or the coming of the Lord. Um, and so the prophet is, God sent the word, Holy Ghost, to tell the people, Look at the conditions around you. Look at what's going on. And you see how in the second verse, how he addressed it? Hear this, ye old men. The reason for doing that is basically that God is addressing the issue to the people that could have prevented the issue from existing. Just like with the church today. God is addressing the church. He has addressed the church in his, in, the, in his word because it's the church. It's the people that know the way that are supposed to help others get, come out of the darkness that they're in, into the light that God's created for the righteous. So the word from the Lord here is to say, and just like it is today in 2022, and we might as well address, I mean, admit the, the, the facts. A lot of people, are in the conditions they're in spiritually is because the old men, the older people, grandma and them and mama and them, our parents and our grandparents, they didn't get to teach us what we really needed to know. And so we kind of grew and came into uh, the knowledge of what was popular with people. Not that we got the full understanding, amen, until the Lord sent the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Amen. And uh, I think it's on record that there, there's nowhere that was recorded 
where the Holy Ghost existed in the Church of the United States until 1905 or 1903. Isn't that amazing? So we know then what? Hear this, ye old men. Give ear, all ye inhabitants of the land. Hath this been in your days? No. Or even in the days of your fathers? No. Tell ye your children of it, and let your children tell their children and their children another generation. Amen. Tell your children why, and this is for the church today in 2022. Parents, grandparents, tell your children why they don't know what they need to know, and they are running so fast after contemporary philosophy and not searching out to get the full understanding and the intended purpose of the gospel of Christ. And they're trying to spin and turn the intended purpose of the gospel away from what is, its real intention is. Because they don't know, and they don't know that they don't know. So it's our job, being sanctified sons of God, being a part of the actual church of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Praise God. Not just somebody that go to the building culture, somebody that's been baptized with the Holy Ghost. We make up the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. So he's saying here, uh, Joel 1 and 2 says, Hear this, ye old men, and give ye all ye inhabitants of the land. Hath this been in your days, even the days of your fathers? You know, you haven't seen it like this. But he said, but tell your children, we haven't seen this like this. You know, things have been, but we've never seen it this bad. Because some of us has got a few years on us now. Amen. Particularly those that's gotten like three score and moving on. There are a lot of things that's happening today that we didn't see doing our coming along. But the thing is, it helps us to realize is that God is allowing things to become uh, more difficult um, for us to, uh, well, he's trying to, God has uh, provided us with his word, with his spirit to help us to understand, but a lot of people just didn't get it. And so sometimes now, this is why we have to be real careful how we, <coughs> excuse me, how we share uh, the word of God to help people come to clarity and understanding because the charge is on the older people because the older people are the ones supposed to know the way. Verse three, Again, tell your children of it and let your children tell their children and their children another generation. Tell the children, we've never seen this like this before. We didn't experience this like this. But let us tell you why we didn't. Verse 4 says, That which the palmer worm uh, hath, hath left, hath the locusts eaten. And that which the locust hath left, hath a canker worm eaten. And that which the canker worm hath left, hath the caterpillar eaten. <coughs> Excuse me. What we're looking at here is giving a description of the metamorphosis of this insect. I right, go for one. Uh, state to the next and so the four stages here the first stage of this one insect the palmer worm 
it says that that pommel worm means to gnaw. When it's first hatched, and just like a baby, a baby has no teeth. It can't bite into anything. All it can do is suck on it and, and gnaw at it. So, and it's saying everything that the pommel worm couldn't destroy, the locusts came along. Change going through the metamorphosis. And the locusts mean to be many. Oh, it's the stage where they begin to grow wings and fly. And that which the locusts have left, again, what another stage of the of the of this metamorphic uh, process. That which the locusts have, they have the canker worm eaten. Canker worm, it's the word means to, to lick off. This is when it does some of his very destructive work with the canker worm. And that which the canker worm hath left hath the caterpillar in the last stage means to devour, to devour and consume everything in its path has eaten. So through this through this insect, different stages of the insect. It's out destroying uh, fruit and food and all these things. And some of us that kind of grew up around the farm and if, if you've been experienced uh, with gardens and things like that, you've seen some of these worms and things like that, that they show up on plants. And uh, then they, they, they out dusting the plants and they're putting dust and they used to spray them and then they put pesticides and all the kind of stuff in the earth and all this stuff. So you know that what we're looking at for, for the most part. A lot of the colon cancer that a lot of people suffer today comes from those kinds of things. This is why when the Lord made it, if we tend to things as we should, you won't have to do all that kind of thing. All right. But so what he did here is he has proven that to the people, to show the people, and he's prophesying the locust plague is coming and it's coming on us. And he said, Awake ye drunkards and weep and howl, all ye drinkers of wine, because of the new wine, for it is cut off from your mouth. What you should have known, what you should have taught, you didn't teach it, and you allowed yourself to come short of having it. Because, um, Joel, now this is prophetic. This didn't happen right then. I mean, even though the plague happened to the people, but a lot of Joel's prophecy has to do with, I mean, that's why they called him the prophet of Pentecost. He was talking about what was going to happen when the church received its power and how we're supposed to do what we're supposed to do. And, and that is that when the enemy comes at us, we're going to have the power by the indwelling of the Christ of God to resist the devil and make him flee from us. Because verse 6 says, For a nation is come up upon my land strong without number, whose teeth are the teeth of a lion, and he hath the cheek teeth of a great lion. He hath laid my vine waste, barked my fig tree. He hath made it clean, bare, and cast it away. The branches thereof are made white. 
and we looked at these different stages uh, until the caterpillar evolved to a caterpillar to where it was just eating up everything and all it leaves was stem and stalk. And it was just eating up everything. And the Lord is helping them to see that because of disobedience, because of rebellion, the Lord God himself had the prophet to tell his people that he was sending this plague in the land and when he sent the plague into the land, look what it did. Um, let's go to verse eight. Lament like a virgin girded with sackcloth for the husband of a youth. He's telling what you need to repent, get back to praying and seeking God like you ought to. And if we ever knew that there was a time that the people of God read both, shall really need to repent and get back to God through prayer and fasting and seeking the Lord is now. Amen. And he said, to talk about how the virgin, you know, that uh, girded with sackcloth for her, for the husband of her youth, how she's just crying out, waiting, begging God, you know, for what she wanted. He's telling us, this is what we need to do. And in 2022, the church needs to be and have that kind of mindset that we really seek the Lord in sincerity and in truth. Amen, that we can get God's attention and let him know that we are of a repentant spirit, that we are asking his forgiveness. That we are trying to get him to show some mercy to his people. And that by us praying that know the way, hopefully and prayerfully we can help people that don't know the way, that we can help them to understand what they need to do. Come on and join in with the prayer. Give yourself over to God. Walk away from sin. Get away from people that don't recognize God. Get away from people that don't honor God. And let's pull together. Perhaps we can get God to change his mind about some things. Because he said, look at this. The meat offering and the drink offering is cut off from the house of the Lord. The priests, the Lord's ministers mourn. All of these things, the Lord says, cut off. I might as well, we might as well look at the thing here in 2022. A lot of the, the, the power and the demonstration of the presence of God, the demonstration of being able to speak the word only, it's a, you, you very rarely see it anymore. A lot of times people saying that they're saying stuff, but we don't see the evidence because the faith is not behind the spoken word. And God is helping us to see by this prophecy. What do we need to do? And even if you think, well, I ain't doing none of that, get down with everybody else and repent. How about Isaiah said, oh, you know, there's woe is me because I'm a man of unclean lips because I dwell amongst the people of unclean lips. He didn't try to get outside of that. Well, I'm your prophet. Now that is no, and because your people are messed up and we're part of your people. So we're taking some responsibility. And if you will refresh us and help us, Lord God, we will try to turn the people's mind back to you. And this request here was, older people that know the way, you didn't tell the younger people how to get in the way and what they should do. You didn't try to help them to understand the purpose of the gospel and the power of the gospel. And so people just ran on and did whatever they wanted to do. I mean, the verse nine, it says, verse 10 says, the field is wasted. Look what happened. Because what? 
the canker worm, the caterpillar, that everything they did destroyed everything's in its path. The field is wasted. The land mourned. <clears throat> For the corn is wasted. The new wine is dried up. The oil languishes. Be ye ashamed, O ye husbandmen, how ye vine dresses for the wheat and for the barley, because the harvest of the field is perished. The vine is dried up, the fig tree languishes, the pomegranate tree, the palm tree also, and the apple tree, even of all the trees of the field, are withered. And why is that? Because joy is withered away from the sons of men. People just are not as genuine and as authentic as they ought to be when it comes to God. Amen. People find ways to not go to church. They find reasons to not go to church. But what we know today is God sits high and he, he's looking low and he knows all these things. So we've got to know by now that all of these um, excuses excuse me, that we're trying to use, they don't work with God. That's why things are keep on getting worse and keep on getting worse. So let's stop making excuses. Let's start repenting. Let's start coming back into obedience to the word of God. Let's do what God charged us to do. If the world wants to run on and do whatever it's doing and it's going away from the truth of God, going away from the word of God, just let them go. You can warn them. You can talk to them. You can tell them, you know, let them know that the scripture can't be broken. God's not a man that he should lie. What God has said to one, he said to all, when he told the old, old older people and the former generations what he wanted them to do in order for them to, to be preserved, amen, that same order, that same will of God is in existence for us today. But what Joel is telling them by the inspiration of God, he said, I want you to tell Judah, tell my people the reason your crops are not growing. You, you're, not, you're not getting it. And we think about it, like we said in times past, he said, the apple tree, the pomegranate tree, the fig tree, um, the wheat and the barley, all these things. And all what we know when we study these things, because we look at herbologists today, people that look at the natural and the organic way of trying to do and live, we know that there are people now, you know, that they're making juices and they're making capsules and all this kind of stuff. What are they making them out of? Pomegranate, antioxidants, grape juice, grapes, antioxidants, all of these things. And basically what the Lord is showing us here, what he did was, I'm drying up the field that you have no food to eat. And when you get sick, the foods are the things that you could have used to to help yourself feel better, I dried that up too. And why would he do that? He said, because joy has withered away from the sons of men. Saints, we just got to get back. Get, we got to get back. We got to do better. The church has got to do better. Let us do what we can do to help get the church back online. Now, we know that the actual church is online, but there are a lot of people that say their church are not in alignment in totality with the word of God. And so let us pray for ourselves. Let us pray for other church groups that we just dig down and dig deep to get in touch with God 
that he will show us and help us to understand the, the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. Because he's sending this pomegranate. These, I mean, excuse me, the, the locusts and he's destroying things because joy has withered away from the sons of men. And we know, amen, that a lot of people stopped going to church in, in uh, mid-2020. And some of them right now still won't go back to church. But they go to their jobs. They go on cruises. They go to cookouts. And they go everywhere else. But be assured, people of God, he that sits high and looks low, he knows all about it. And these excuses that some people are using to avoid going to church, they are not going to work with God because God knows the heart of a person. Amen. So um, verse 13 says, gird yourselves and lament ye priests. Whoa. Howl ye ministers of the altar. Come lie all night in sackcloth, you ministers of my God, for the meat offering and the drink offering is withholding from the house of your God. And see what we see is now preachers got things all turned about and all messed up. This young man that just got uh, sentenced to 30 years the other day, last week or so, a couple of weeks back, that he was just drawing young people left and right. Because he told me he believed he could fly. But what he ended up doing, he was not living by the word of God. He was not practicing the word of God. He was manipulating young women and taking advantage of them, even if they agreed to it. He was a 40-something-year-old man. Some of these girls were teenagers. That is taking advantage, even if they say it's consensual. Amen. Um, but what I'm getting at is it's preachers that, that were doing those kinds of things, taking advantage of people, lying to them and all. Amen. Payday is coming after a while. So when we see the error that some people make, let us learn by the error of others that we don't have to get caught in that same error. That's what the scripture is for. That's why I keep saying that we know we got, we get the answers. God has provided us with answers that we need to know how to be who he wants us to be. He's given us that. He's telling us right here, right now. Amen. Just like right now with this pandemic that's going on all over the place, prices on the economy is just all messed up. Prices on, everybody got so happy because the price on gas started coming down. But the price on food didn't start coming down because people, couldn't get, you know, couldn't afford to get the gas to get to the to get the, the food to market or even to harvest some of it. But it's what God created that. Amen. And just like what we're saying is uh in the beginning, in the preface of what we're talking about tonight, he said, uh, you talk about the, the locust plague, the first thing you're talking about. And then the second thing that in Joel's prophecy has to do with be him being called the the, the prophet of of Pentecost, looking at the church age. But since people didn't do and still aren't doing, God is doing what he's doing. And people are so spiritually blind and God help us all. Please help me, Lord. Amen. That people are so spiritually blind and deprived of the truth 
that they're running with whatever's popular just because an icon preacher say something, it has more weight than a preacher that God is really revealing the truth to. And that only happens because people got stuff and they got things and they got people. And if you, if you were preaching so good and teaching so good, where are the people? Just like with Jesus, saints, and don't, don't, don't fool yourself. Don't let people true, fool you and trick you. Jesus had multitudes following him. But when he really began to bear down with the truth, everybody left him until he even said uh, to Peter, will thou also go? Everybody else left. But Peter was wise enough to say, but no, where are we going? Because you have the words of life, so we're going to stick it out. Amen. And so what we need to do is that uh, people are saying things that, that the flesh wants to hear. But saints, people of God, church of the Lord Jesus Christ, there's some repenting that need to be done. There's some real seriousness that need to take place. Amen. In our pulpits and in our sanctuaries. Amen. Praise the Lord. Stop trying to please the world for their favor. Amen. Praise the Lord. We don't have to lie and manipulate the saints to please the world so we can get something from the world. What we got to do is to seek to please God both shots. Because if we seek to please God, the Lord Jesus Christ left it on record. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and the things shall be added unto you. As the um, Solomon prayed to God and told the Lord, when the people find that they're in error and they cry out to you, he said, heal thou from thy dwelling place. And he said, and maintain their cause. You know, so the Lord knows that he's saved us, put his spirit in us, that we can help other people come out of darkness into this light that he's created for the righteous by the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Amen. That will help us arrive at clarity and understanding or through repentance and living by the word of God, walking away from people that refuse to accept the Lord Jesus Christ as their personal savior. You know, you got to work with them, go to work with them, the thing, but when they want to go out and go places and do stuff, they'll tell them, no, 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 uh, we don't do that. And I promise you, don't let the devil get to you. And this is what he's doing with a lot of people today. What kind of fun do you all have? All y'all do is just, Go to church all the time. And, all, and that's how the devil will start talking to you, especially if you're kind of on the edge. But the saints, listen, happiness is in the man, in a person's heart. That's where your happiness comes from. You can be broke and the tires blown out on the car, and somebody else says, Why are you smiling? I'm just happy. How can you be happy and your tires blown out and all the everything's going on like life is going downhill? Yeah, but then one thing I know is that I'm living right by God, and I know that I look at God historically. Amen. I might be in it right now, but every valley come to a plain somewhere. No valley runs on forever. Hallelujah. Amen. David said he wasn't scared in the valley, but what I'm just saying to us, even when you might be in a valley experience in your life, but keep on walking. Keep on climbing. Hallelujah, like Dr. King said, if you can't, if you can't run, walk. If you can't walk, crawl. If you can't crawl, just whatever you do, you got to keep moving forward. Because that valley that you're in, 
eventually comes out to a plane somewhere. And God's right there for us, and he's going to empower us to get there. So again, he's telling, giving us the remedy, giving us what we need to do. And this is for 2022, even though that was over 2,500 years or so ago. He's giving us a word here now as to how to survive all of this. Sanctify ye a fast call of solemn assembly, gather the elders, all the inhabitants of the land into the house of the Lord your God and cry unto the Lord. Alas for the day, for the day of the Lord is at hand and as a destruction from the almighty shall it come. We see it, we're feeling it. Amen, the pandemic just destroyed everything. And as soon as it looks like things can get back on track, what's happening? Well, now we got a, a, some sub-variants. We got sub-variant, what, BA5, BA4, and God knows whatever is coming next. And all of it we see right here. We're reading tonight from the word of the Lord, and we're getting the answer. We're seeing the solution. He, God is helping us, and he's been helping humanity throughout all these centuries. But the devil has been manipulating the mind of people that they won't seek God and go through the hardship and the trials that they need to go through because the Adamic nation that we're in is always looking for the easy way out. But if we repent with a genuine heart, turn away from the darkness, turn away from, amen, the things of Satan and turn to God with our whole heart, then God's going to turn things around for us. But the prophet is saying, Amen. How these things happen. Joy withered away from the sons of men. And he's saying in verse 15, alas for the day, for the day of the Lord is at hand and as a destruction from the almighty shall it come. Is it not the meat, uh, is not the meat cut off before our eyes? Yea, joy and gladness from the house of God. The seed is rotten under their clod. The garments are laid desolate. The barns are broken down. By the fountain, the corn is withered. Praise the Lord. We got mud slides everywhere. Fires burning up stuff in another place. Uh, you know, tornadoes and hurricanes in another place. And there's just a whole lot of destruction going on. And all of this, even if something were planted for the crop season coming up, in places, isn't it amazing? In places where a lot of these things grow is where we're finding the mudslides, where we're finding tornadoes coming through and just falling on things and tearing up stuff because God is helping us to see if we'll pay attention to it. I'm going to hit you where it hurts because you hurt me because you won't love me back. I've given you nice things. I've Bless your life. And just like we, all of us right now know somebody that God has really blessed their life. But what have they done? They've gone out and got themselves entangled with people that don't want to come to church with us, won't come to church with us, never did come to church with you, hardly go to church anywhere else. And the Lord is helping us to see all of the things that you have was doing good, but I'm going to mess it up for you. And we see it happening. We're seeing, amen, saints, because I'm. let's just look at all of these people that just, just walking into places. And look what generation it is. It's a generation behind us, older ones, and even just like our children's children. Because like when uh, Jeremiah said, 
how God was talking to Jeremiah. And then the Lord went on to say, but Israel had kind of started trying to repent a little bit. But Judah had seen that Israel was doing bad and God didn't knock them down and knock them out. So Judah started doing it and they got happy with it. And then the Bible teaches us that Judah got worse than Israel. But at least Israel was trying to come back to God. And Israel was coming back to God because the elders, if you will, the Jeremiah prophet for spirit, if, you, if you're following, got to the elders and the elders started praying and turning back to God. When they started turning back to God, they started telling their children, now you understand. When I was trying to keep you in check, I was too hard and I was too this. And now you were saying, well, I'm not going to do that to my child. I'm not going to let that happen to my child. And now that your child is worse than you were, and now you want your children to take care, want the grandparents to take care of the children. And we were such poor parents. Why you want us to see about the children? I know why. Because now you finally realize that we were right. And we were just trying to save you from the destruction that you're in. And the way you're going to turn this around is you got to turn around yourself, people. And the people, your children and the grandchildren, are how they're going to turn around and see the light is that we're going to just have to tighten up and tighten down and let them see that we're not going to keep on supporting you to go and do everything that you want to do, run everywhere you want. And every time you get in trouble, you're running back and there's some little um, whine or cry or something. This is our job to help them to turn back to God. Um, Verse 18 says, how do the beasts groan? The herds of cattle are perplexed. Because what? They have no pasture, nothing to grow. Yea, the flocks of the sheep are made desolate. O Lord, to thee will I cry. For the fire hath devoured the pastures of the wilderness, and the flame hath burned all the trees of the field. Isn't that in the news almost every day today? Fire somewhere burning thousands and tens of thousands of acres are fields and places that will grow things that will produce finances and to help people uh, grow crops and all these kinds of things. But the Lord said that the one thing that you went wrong with is joy withered away. You stop recognizing me as God. You stop letting me be first in your life. You got caught up in yourself. You got caught up in this spirit that the devil loosed in the land. Well, you got to, you only come this way one time and I'm going to live life with a gusto and all of this and I'm going to live all of that and all this kind of stuff. If we give ourselves to God, amen, and we give ourselves to God wholeheartedly, all of that running to the club and drinking and distorting our minds and ruining our bodies and messing up our internal organs, we can find, we can be happy without all of that. We don't have to do that to be happy. We can just decide to be happy. We can look at how God is blessing us and be happy. We can look at how we deserve more than God has dropped on us and be happy. Amen. Don't let the world dictate to you, church of the Lord Jesus Christ, but let us dictate to the world. We are lesser in number and always has been. But the thing is, Amen. Jesus came as one man, and now we got hundreds of thousands of Christians around the world. Tens of hundreds of thousands of Christians around the world. 
And that's what we're supposed to be doing. We don't have to let them tell us, well, you could have had this if you would have done that and all this kind of thing. But, you know, we're not going to live unholy to acquire the things that the flesh wants. We're going to please God. Preachers, how between the porch and the altar, you talk to me about the hard-headed people that you pastor. Yes, they are my people, but they don't do what they ought to do. Talk to me about them. I'll deal with them because I ain't going to talk to them. That's what was happening in Joel's time right here. The Lord said, I'm not, I'm not talking to them. But when the preacher, when the ministers, when they sanctify themselves and come before me, I will hear them. Verse 19 again says, O Lord, to thee will I cry. For the fire hath devoured the passes of the wilderness. And the flame hath burned all the trees of the field. The beasts of the field cry also unto thee, for the rivers of waters are dried up, and the fire hath devoured the pastures of the wilderness. Can we not see, people of God, this prophecy fulfilling itself right now? Um, what is the, uh, the get the name of the the the, the lake? Oh, God help me. Some of you know what I'm talking about. Out where the Hoover Dam is out there that way, there's four or five states. Oh, oh, they're getting electrical power from the river and from the water. And that that uh, that lake, uh, I can't think of the name of it right now. But some of you, you know what I'm talking about. It's all over the news. And it's drying up. They showed in the news today, and some of you saw it. There was about a 20-something foot long boat that at some point it sank in that lake and it ended up on its tail end stuck in the mud. And, this, and it was standing straight up. And they showed today that that lake has dried up so much so that that entire boat is still standing there stuck in the mud, standing straight up and there's no water anywhere around it. Can we not see that God is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore? Can we not understand that God is calling us? Amen. Just remember, amen, everybody's not made to be rich and wealthy and have a whole lot of stuff. Amen. When you got God, you got the whole world. Amen. When we please the Lord, remember the scripture said, delight yourself also in the Lord. And he'll give you the desires of your heart. Amen. Let's work hard. Let's bring some refreshing back to the church. Let's get back in church, singing songs of Zion, singing them with joy of heart. Be anxious to get to church. Be anxious to get in and praise the Lord. Amen. Tell your, your children and everybody, come on, let's go to church with me Sunday. I'm going to church. Come on and go with me. So we need to get things back. And the only way we're going to get things to turn is that we got to get in touch with God and let him see in our hearts that we really mean what we're doing because we can't play no game with him. Amen. So in the second chapter, I'm going to drop down to verse 12. Out of all of these things, and he said when the, the locals, when that army comes, it's coming like, like horses. It sounds like horses coming, the locals coming so much. Amen. And so verse 12, it says here, 
Therefore also now, saith the Lord, turn ye even to me with all your heart and with fasting and with weeping and with mourning. Hallelujah. You see that, Mother Owens? Yes. Okay. Therefore also now, saith the Lord, turn ye even to me with all your heart and with fasting and with weeping and with mourning. What? The fields are dried up, the pomegranate, the, the figs, the grapes, the apples, everything that's good for us. God told Joel to let the people know, I stopped it from growing. I dried up the grass in the field so your livestock can't eat. I dried up the waters and the rivers and the streams so they can't have the drink. Because you stop praising me. Yes. And we're in that period right now. People just want to try to, all they want is stuff. But God told us what? Delight yourself in me. Seek me with your whole heart. I'll give you the stuff. I'll make people give you stuff. Remember I told you, the unjust has laid it up. The just shall put it on. You forgot I told you that? Because you're listening to the wrong people. We're lending our ear people to too many folks that really is not preaching and teaching the truth of the gospel. Amen? This gospel is helping us to grow spiritually. When we grow spiritually, the natural just got to come along. This is where the devil's got us mixed up. A lot of people mixed up. They want the stuff so they can be bragging about what they got. But if we just let God have his way, we come on to God. God has proven over and over and over. When you delight yourself in me, when you please me, for the prophet said, the joy of the Lord is our strength. And the Lord is letting us see right here. When you make me happy, I will put stuff in your life that can like a preacher, you I, I know used to say all the time, I will put stuff in your life that will blow your mind. <laughs> but we don't mind, we don't want our minds blown. But what we want to do is to be um blessed and to understand. Oh, so that's all I have to do. Yeah, because it's as easy as that. Stop lying and cheating and stealing and doing all the stuff you know you ought not to do, and get in prayer, make your whole house pray. Amen. It's like I pray every day, every morning. I'm asking the Lord for in prayer to turn every home into a God presence home. That at some point during the day, well, my husband go to work at five o'clock in the morning. Well, he come home sometime at night. Well, my children go go to school and do this sometime. Well, I mean, all of you are at home at some time, at some point. When, whatever that time is. If it's 10 o'clock at night and the husband just got home, or you just don't got don't get off till 11 o'clock, and that everybody at home will wake everybody up. Spend 10, 15, 20 minutes at least praying and reading scripture. Make that sacrifice. And when God sees you making that kind of sacrifice, then God's gonna turn some things around in your life. And when we do it as the people of God, as the church of the Lord Jesus Christ, seeing us making these sacrifices to try to help him to do better, 
God's going to help us because God knows the heart of a man. Verse 13 says, and rend your heart. Rend your heart. Oh, Lord, please help me, Lord. And Lord, oh, please help me, Lord. Show me everything. And you keep saying the same thing over and over and over and over and over. Lord, please help me, Lord, please. And the same is the reason I'm saying that over and over and over. Because you know what? The Lord's already blessed you to know how to know what's wrong. He's telling you right here in the word, repent. Rend your heart. Search your own heart because only the pure in heart is going to see God. Search what you have here in your sensibility center. Search your heart and where you find, hallelujah, where you find people, amen, that's not worshiping God like they should. Encourage them to get in prayer and to do what God has charged us to do. Amen. And, and all of this stuff that, that ought not be in your heart, holding grudges against people, um, won't forgive people, and all of that stuff. And, and I'm, I'm mad with it, and I ain't got nothing to say to them. Get that junk out of your heart is hurting you. Clean up your heart. Amen. And like this says, sanctify yourself. And after you've sanctified yourself from everything, then the, the, the writer said, and then the very God of peace will come and sanctify you holy. When you just, where you trying everything to try to stop something and quit, and you're just having the greatest difficulty doing it. And in your heart, God, I'm struggling so hard. When you, God, look in your heart and see that you're trying that hard to get rid of it. Then what the scripture says in the very God of peace will come in and sanctify you holy. God will take it from us, but he's not, he's not going to take it from us if he don't see it in our heart. If he doesn't see us really desirous of doing it, he's not doing it. If he sees in our heart that we, I'm just tired of this and I'm going to go to church for, you know, until all this is over, then I'll, I'll get back to this. No, God see that in your heart. He ain't going to get you out of that. Amen. But we got to rend our hearts, tear our hearts, rip the stuff out your heart, snatch it out of your heart, confess it to God, get it out of your heart, clean up your heart. Amen. I'm doing the wrong thing. I'm loving the wrong person. I'm doing the, whatever it is, get it out of your heart. Because ripping your garments as a custom was of the people of the Hebrew people, when they would get angry or upset, they would just like, snatch open the shirt collar and sometimes they just pop the buttons off that do it so hard but the lord said that don't mean nothing to me rend your heart not your garments because popping your buttons off your shirt don't mean nothing turn unto the lord your god for he is gracious and merciful slow to anger and all of us know that because if, 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 if God was like a lot of us, but well, he'd be mad all the time every day. Slow to anger and of great kindness and repenteth him of the evil. Who knoweth if he will return and repent and leave a blessing behind him? Even a meat offering and a drink offering unto the Lord your God. Amen. When God look in the heart, God going to turn things around for us. But he's not looking at, and, and just tell yourself. I, I know that I'm, I'm admitting and confessing. I know that you can't play no games with God. Amen. 
And I got to convince myself and tell myself, hey amen, God don't cut no deals. The only one way to God, and that's by his word. And always remember that the Lord Jesus Christ left it on record for us because no man come to him except he draw him. And the only way we're going to be drawn to God, amen, is when God's looking in your heart and say you're striving with all your being to be who he wants you to be because he know the devil is out seeking to kill, steal, and destroy. He know the devil trying to pull you down and pull you back. Amen. But if we let the Lord see in our heart, he's going to pull us through and he's going to pull us out. We're going to be like brands plucked out of the fire. Hallelujah. Amen. Verse 15 says, blow the trumpet in Zion. Preacher, stand up and declare this truth and stop being afraid of whether somebody going to leave or not. Stand up and preach the truth and teach the truth. Amen. These people don't belong to you. These are God's people, preachers. Tell them the truth of God. Tell them what the Bible says to do. And if they can't take it and want to leave, don't try to hold them. Let them go. But the one thing it is, sooner or later, the word is going to slow walk them down. And they're going to have to come back to grips with the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ. This is why we can't change it. We can't be flipping and flopping. This is why as pastors and preachers, People can't buy us, but we're going to buy you or give you a nice suit, and we're going to buy this, and oh, this time we're going to give you this, and we're going to give you that. Thank you so much for giving me that. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Now, all of that, now, when God tell me to tell you something that's going to hurt your feelings, I ain't biting my lips, and I'm not going to bite my tongue, because this is what God wants, because when we need to be freed from something, thank God for freeing us. So blow the trumpet, preacher. Shout no rubber hose. Sanctify a fast. Call a solemn assembly. Gather the people. Sanctify the congregation. Assemble the elders. Gather the children. And those that suck the breast, let the bridegroom go forth of his chamber and the bride out of a closet. When I'm getting married this weekend, we are going to meet at the church this weekend because we need God's help. Get married next weekend. Oh, boy, I know that touched some of you right then. Amen. This kind of lets you know where you stand. Because if God was first and that's what you needed to do, you wouldn't have a problem with it. But if you know you got a problem with it, you know where you stand. God bless your hearts. Gather the people. Sanctify the congregation. Assemble the elders. Gather the children. And those that suck the breast, let the bridegroom go forth of his chamber and the bride out of a closet. God has allowed the prophet to, to say that because we know how important a wedding is. People spend a lot of money on weddings and people just all of this stuff and there's a wedding coming up. No, I ain't going to put my wedding off because I'm going to the Lord is saying right here. What? If you want to get through to me and that happened to, to come up and you need to really get through to me. You better put it on hold and let me come first. Because I can make things easier for you. I can make your wedding, make your marriage last a long time. You'll, you'll stay married. You won't get married and stay married five years in divorce. Because I don't accept divorces anyway. Ooh, I know a lot of people don't like that one. But then will the Lord, excuse me, let the priest and minister of the Lord 
weep between the porch and the altar and let them say, let the preacher say, spare thy people, O Lord, and give not thine heritage to reproach that the heathen should rule over them. Look what's going on. The people with money running everything. And they're telling people what to do and when to do it and how to do it. But if the people of God get to praying and we get to seeking God and we really get sincere about what we're doing, hallelujah, and we don't have to be in, our, in, in these great numbers where the Lord finds just a few people that are sincere, he can turn a lot, a lot of things around. Amen. And so lots of times it's something that we know that God has helped us to see. Amen. That um, I got nothing against mega churches and all that kind of thing. Other than I just know, amen, uh, that a pastor in a mega church is not, can't be what's so influential to that whole congregation because he doesn't have the time to minister to them and help them. So I know that there's organization and all that kind of stuff with, with these churches. We got under shepherds and things under the pastor to help. I understand all of that. But the thing about it is um, tell the truth. Have the preachers tell people the truth. And sometimes um, some people make the mistake of saying the truth is welcome. The truth is not always welcome. No, it is not. Because if the truth was welcome, a lot of people have walked away from church because they let their feelings get hurt would be in church today. But the devil manipulates them and let Adam get in the way. But when we, the preachers said, oh Lord, give not thine heritage to reproach. Don't let your people continue to go down this road of destruction. Don't let your people continue to go on and just be lost. But have mercy on them. Because if they don't, the devil is going to really take control of them. Some of them just hanging on by prayer right now anyway. And if they get, if you don't help them, God, they're going to give up. And they're going to go back in the street. They're going to go back out in the world. And then, wherefore should they say among the people, where is their God? Oh, isn't that that brother you're talking about? You need to come and go to church with me. You need to be saved. Isn't that that sister with every time you see a Miss Holy thing, Miss Sanctimonious? Look at her. Where's she over there? And the prayer here is, Lord, don't let that happen to your people, but give us the wisdom, give us the strength, give us the encouragement that we can hold on and endure this process. Again, keeping in mind that the Lord let us know that the heathen endure to the end, the same shall be saved. But look at God, how good he is. But verse 20 says, but I will remove far off from you. God of mercy. Hallelujah, God. I thank you right now, Holy Ghost. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. What I'm just I'm feeling the joy is right here because in the first chapter of reading, the fields dried up and nothing was growing. People were mourning. And then the Lord gave the prophet the solution. Rend your heart. And when you rend your heart and come to me in sincerity, and I look in your heart and I see that you're genuine, 
with what you're doing? The Lord said, I will remove far off from you. I will, God will take it out of your life. He said, the Northern army and I, and will drive him into a barren and desolate, a land barren and desolate. And look, with his face toward the East Sea and his hind apart toward the utmost sea. And just geographically speaking at the United States, looking at the United States, amen, the, the Atlantic Ocean is the East side, the Pacific Ocean is the West side, amen, Canada is going North and we got the Gulf down on the South. But he said here, what, look, I will remove the, the, the I will move from you the Northern Army and will drive him into a land barren and desolate. And where's God delivering us from? A land barren and desolate. What's the Lord doing? I'm taking that power and that authority that he was using over you to hold you back that you wouldn't be who I wanted you to be. The Lord is saying, when I see in your heart that you're sincere with me, I will take that away from him and I'll take him out of your life. But you got to show me in your heart that that's what you want to do. Amen. And his stink shall come up and his ill savor shall come up because he's done great things. All of the ways he manipulated you and how he tricked you and got you to walk away from the church and got you to go and get involved in all kind of promiscuity in different places and different things. And the Lord said, I'm going to expose it all. And so he said to the people of God, verse 21, fear not, old man. And I'm saying to you tonight, people of God, whoever you are, if you're sincere with God in your heart and things are a little bit rough and rugged, I'm just using the word of the Lord to say to you tonight, fear not. Fear not, old man. Fear not, old people of God. But what you're going to do rather than being fearful, what you're going to do is you're going to be glad and rejoice. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You're going to stop sitting around moping and mourning and complaining, but you're going to get an attitude. Thank you, God. Things could be worse than they are. I thank you, God, because I know you watching out for me and I know you looking over me. Amen. While you're sitting around the house mourning and groping, now you're beginning to sing songs of Zion. What a mighty God we serve. Brought me out of darkness into this marvelous light. Because the Lord said, I'll do great things. Verse 22 says again, be, be not afraid, ye beasts of the field, for the pastures of the wilderness do spring. For the tree beareth her fruit, the fig tree and the vine do yield their strength. Now, just in the chapter before, the field was dried up. The field was nowhere. There was no water anywhere. But look at what God said he would do in what? When you rend your heart. Hallelujah. Be honest and earnest with God. I'm trying to impress nobody. Just trying to impress everybody. But most of all, I want God to see in my heart that I'm sincere about what I'm doing. And every one of us, let's every one of us get that attitude. I want to please God. I want God to look at my heart and see that I am sincere about this. Hallelujah. I'm not trying to do it a whole lot of bling and flamboyance and all this kind of stuff. I just want to be sincere with God. I want to be devoted. 
I want the Lord to look into my heart and see that I am sincere because I know by his word when he sees that my heart is sincere, he's going to bless me and he's going to bring about restoration. Because verse 23 says, be glad then, you children of Zion, and rejoice. Get happy rather than being sad all the time. Rejoice in the Lord your God, giving God the glory. Amen. We go into church and we go into church house. We're not talking anymore about what's going on outside. We're not talking about what you, you got to pay your light bill. We're not talking about, amen, that suit or that dress that you saw in the store. And girl, you should know we're giving God the glory. We enter into the sanctuary with thanksgiving, with praise and honor. We extol the name of the Lord. We lift up God's name. We worship him. Hallelujah. Because the Lord is going to do this for us. Be glad then, ye children of Zion, and rejoice in the Lord your God. For he hath given you the former rain moderately. And he will cause to come down for you the rain, the former rain and the latter rain in the first month. I'm going to bless you right now. God's going to take care of it. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. We've been struggling. We've been struggling. We've been struggling. It's like it's just hard to bohosha, hard to move forward. They get one thing in place, something else fall apart. But the Lord is telling us by his word, come on back to me. Come to me with your whole heart. Hallelujah. Amen. Let me look in your heart and see that you're seeking me with your whole heart, hallelujah. And I will restore, verse 25, amen. You can just clap your hand right there where you are, if you will, and give God a hallelujah praise, amen. Because the Lord is telling you when we rent our hearts, amen, the fields that were dried up, he's gonna let them produce crop and vegetation. Where there was no water in the streams, he's gonna call the water to flow to the livestock and eat and drink. He's gonna bring, and I will restore to you the years that the locusts have eaten. And we just gave you some description in, in the first part about the locusts, how they go through that metamorphosis state. And they start gnawing because they don't have any teeth to chew. And they go on and they, they develop wings and start flying a little bit. But then after a while, I mean, they, they get to where they just start chewing on stuff and licking everything off. And then in that last stage, when that caterpillar, when by the time the caterpillar walks away, nothing left but stem and stalk. But the Lord said, but go out there and look at the field. Look at what I've done for you, simply because you turned to me with your whole heart. And that's all I'm saying tonight, God. It just takes repentance, takes obedience, and let's turn to the Lord. And the Lord said, and I, this is what God is doing. The Lord said, I will restore to you the years that the locusts have eaten, the canker worm and the caterpillar and the palmer worm, every facet of your life, things just wouldn't work right because our heart wasn't pure with the Lord. He'll bless us and then we lose it. He'll bless us and something happened to it. But the Lord is saying, well, when you come to me with your whole heart, amen, everything that was going wrong in your life, and he said, because I send it among you. I will restore to you the years that the locusts have eaten the canker worm and the caterpillar and the palmer worm, my great army, which I sent among you. Amen. Things are going bad now. This pandemic is in the land. 
God sent it upon us. All of these different things that are going on, these variants and sub and all this stuff, God sent them. Amen. Somebody can be ignorant enough if they want to to think Wuhan, China is responsible for all of this. But God did this because people disrespect him. People that say their church are not, they don't reverence him as they should. But the Lord is telling us by his word and I'm moving on. He's going to restore everything that we tried to do and tried to get right, but we weren't right. But he's telling us, when you get right, I'm going to make things right. And you shall know that I'm in the midst of Israel, and I am the Lord your God, and none else. There ain't nobody else. I'm God alone. And I haven't done in your life what I could do in your life because you won't treat me right. And my people shall never be ashamed. And it shall come to pass afterward that what is it? That I will, this is why they call him the prophet of Pentecost. And it shall come to pass after that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams and your young men shall see visions. And upon the servants and upon the handmaids in those days will I pour out my spirit. Amen. So this just let us know, praise the Lord, that they're just rich folks that's going to heaven. And I will show wonders in the heavens and in the earth, blood and fire and pillars of smoke. We're seeing all of these things taking place. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the great and terrible day of the Lord come. Global warming is upon us. And that's why all of this, these waters and drying up, the glaciers are melting all over the place. But the Lord let us know in verse 32 here, the last verse as I'm closing with, and that shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be delivered. But it's only happened what? When we turn with our whole heart and you can't fool God. For in Mount Zion and in Jerusalem shall be delivered. Well, how did that happen to you? How did you get that? All because I, thought, I, just, I finally got enough sense to get, get right with God. I stopped fighting God and stopped letting my flesh control me. And when the Lord saw in my heart that that's what I was seeking to do the best I could with everything I had, he helped me out. And the Lord, as the Lord has said, and in the remnant whom the Lord shall call, there's going to be blessings and blessings and blessings and deliverance in Zion, in the church, in the people of God. Amen. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus the Christ, we give you thanks, praise, honor, and glory for your goodness and for your mercy. Thank you for this opportunity tonight, God, to just share your word with your people. Help us, God, each one to hide it in our hearts that we can please you with the things that we do. We can please you with the things that we allow in our hearts and the things that we feel. God, hallelujah, because we know and you've proven to us, amen, that we are to be more than just hearers, but we'll be to be doers of your word. Hallelujah. So it's not impressive to you if all we're doing is just talking and saying a bunch of stuff and not doing anything. But we want to be doers of your word. And we know that if we become doers of your word, based on your word that you've allowed us to share even tonight, you're going to restore. You're going to put back in our life and you're going to do things in our life that we greater than what we ever experienced. And for that, we say thank you, God. 
Now, I'm asking you again, God, that not every home that's a representative of that home hear this word tonight. Hear my voice tonight. God, let them hear you. That they will turn things around in their homes. And when you see that earnestness and you see the sincerity, you're going to turn things around in their life. God, even to the point that where some people, it seems like even in some situations that the doctor's saying that the death is imminent. God, and there's nothing that they can do. But when the people come to you with their whole heart and insincerity, you're going to turn things around and you're going to bring them back because you are the great restorer of life. Do it, God, like only you can. In the name of Jesus the Christ, I pray and I do believe it so because we ask it according to your word. Everybody clap your hand and give the Lord a praise right now, if you will. Amen. Just, you can just praise the Lord right where you are. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. Amen. Um, we're going to go um, here now. I'm looking for, I thought Minister Addison was on for a little while, but I think that something may have happened and she had to go. Amen. But each one of you, the Lord's people, the Lord bless you, the Lord keep you. It is my most earnest desire that God, he shop. Amen. That you have the desire of your heart. Amen. Delight yourself in the Lord. And God will give you what you want. Because he's already promised. Amen. Salvation. And he's granted us that. And so this is why we believe God. Because if he did that, he'll do whatever else is next. So the Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. I love you all. Amen. Keep reading the epistle in, in prayer. As we pray for India and all the other churches that may be watching us, amen, on Zoom or on live streaming. The Lord bless you and the preachers and pastors and the work that God's put in your hand. God bless you all, and I'm going to just say good night to you all. Good night. Good night, everyone. Good night. Have a good night. Good night. Good night, family. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night, everyone. Bless, be blessed. Be blessed. Good night, overseer. God bless you. God bless you. Have a good night, overseer. Thank you very much. You all do it likewise in every yes, home. Sir.